That's how we kick open our Fridays. We do it with Dennis Stewart. And good afternoon, Dennis. I think I am just the person to look after your program today. What will you be talking about in a moment? I don't know whether I should tell you. <laughs> Why would that be? You take the mickey out of me all the time. No. <laughs> but no, look, what we're going to be looking at is a very interesting topic and uh, I'm not saying it tongue-in-cheek when I say we're going to be talking about the concept of using herbs in relationship to ageing. We're going to look at this fascinating topic of anti-ageing and is there a role for particular herbs in that process of resisting the ravages of ageing. Oh, good old... Fa- you could be father time today. <laughs> probably. Yeah. You, probably. And you're obviously using all of those those said herbs because oh, you're, not, you're not looking too bad for 114. I'll tell you what, people tell me that. We'll uh, start on the telephone. We've got Margaret at Maitland. Good afternoon, Margaret. You've got some knee inflammation for Dennis today. Yes, I have. Hello, Margaret. Hello, Dennis. Um, I've got some... Um, anti- yeah, inflammation in my knee yes. which is very painful yes. i'm going to the physio yes. but i can't take anti-inflammatory tablets okay. because i'm on methotrexate yes of course of course and i just wondered if you had anything that i could take okay. that might Look, help i'll mention a couple of things um methotrexate is understandable as to why you're on it it's a very significant uh, medication it depresses a lot of the uh, the chemistry of inflammation, if you like, and even though it has perhaps a downside, it's sometimes a, a significant reliever uh, of pain. Now, I wonder whether you've done a couple of other things. I wonder, for instance, have you had any um, thoughts about doing a little bit of acupuncture? No, I haven't. Okay. Does that help? Look, I might surprise you when I say that um, many years ago, this is going back to about 1972, I think, I was the first person to practice acupuncture in Newcastle. And um, um, I, it demonstrated to me uh, in, in my practice there. And remember, at that time, acupuncture was considered to be almost a voodoo. Uh, these days, of course, it's practiced by medical practitioners. But in those days, it was considered to be uh, nonsensical. But I witnessed in my treatment over a long time that particularly for joint conditions where there was even active inflammation, um, acupuncture was sometimes remarkably useful, not necessarily in resolving the problem, but reducing the intensity of the condition. So, look, in Newcastle, and I'm sure where you are up there, there are good acupuncturists. Um, Your doctor, in fact, may know of a medical acupuncturist uh, who could be able to relate Uh, to your medical condition perhaps a little bit better than uh, uh, other practitioners, Um, talk to him. But on the other hand also, um, don't overlook the benefit of credible um, topical applications. That is, preparations which can be uh, rubbed around a joint and have, have an understandable effect on reducing the transmission of pain. And, and what I would suggest you do is go to your pharmacy or your health food store and look for topical applications um, which um, are based on herbs like arnica and herbs like uh, capsicum, particularly what's called the oleo resin of capsicum. Now, both those herbs I've had a lot to do with in developing topical preparations for colleagues and even developing a product myself, but they are well known as to how they work and it really doesn't matter which brand you're using so long as they contain those two uh, chemical constituents which 
have to be persevered with over a number of days. The effect will not kick in until you've been using it for about three or four days and there's an understandable reason as to why that is so. When it does kick in, you have to keep the momentum going. So two things I suggest there is that you um, consider in discussion with your doctor and even perhaps your, your specialist the use of medical acupuncture reinforced by the use of a sensible topical application, in my opinion, uh, based on herbs. Obviously, I'm a herbalist. And the other thing that I would say is that with this inflammatory condition, uh, while standard anti-inflammatories uh, may not be desirable for you, there may be uh, uh, something in th thinking of some of the alternative ones and herbs that come into mind, particularly, uh, say, the herb curcumin or based on turmeric. Um, turmeric is a herb. Its active principle is curcumin. And in a standardised level, it has a good reputation for easing inflammation. Uh, you need, because you're on such a, a potent medical drug, you need to run past your medical manager um, the uh, prospect of using a curcumin as a, a, an additional uh, anti-inflammatory agent uh, in conjunction with the other two procedures that I've mentioned. Thank you very much, uh, Margaret. We're going to stay in Maitland now for Carol. Now, Carol, you've got a question for Dennis in and around magnesium. Uh, yes, thank you. Hello, Dennis. Hello, Carol. How are you? Good, thank you. Um, I just wanted to know your thoughts on the benefits of magnesium in regards to like anxiety and probably like muscle pain, if it's worth taking that as a supplement. Look, um, magnesium has a good reputation. Um, it seems to have come into its own in, in, in recent years. And it's interesting mm -hmm. that I find many of my patients that see me in my rooms at New Lambton mention that they have been using magnesium, sometimes even recommended by their GP. And okay. the, the, the feedback, particularly with um, cramping sorts of pains, is very, yeah. very positive. So I would have no reservation in saying that as far as a muscle relaxant or an antispasmodic yeah. or an anti-cramping agent, uh, the use yeah. of magnesium would be worthwhile. The good thing about it is it's a mineral, it's safe, yeah. and it's inexpensive. Whether that, whether that translates or whether that allows you to say that it would be useful in anxiety, I would be less confident about that. I think okay. that, I think there are other natural substances uh, that can be used for that condition. Are you on anti-anxiety medication? No, no, I'm not because I don't want to be on it, and okay. I don't think I'm that, I'm not that bad. But it, okay. yeah, I just okay. yeah. Well, look, just a couple of little things to think around. Um, two herbs that are frequently uh, looked at by practitioners for managing what you might call um, very mild uh, levels of anxiety would be yes. a herb called St. John's Wort. And right. the other one that's not well known, but which is um, very well documented in the, in the right dosage, is the South mm -hmm. Pacific herb known as kava. Oh, yes, now, yes. I think I've heard you talk about now, this, yeah. Kava can be procured from your health food store, from your naturopath or even your pharmacist. And, right. in, and in the right dosage, you should follow the instructions, of course, on the package, in the, right mm -hmm. in the right dosage, it should give you some benefit. Now, having said that, uh, there's always a reservation about recommending kava. Kava uh, yeah. is not to be uh, used, certainly in my opinion, with my understanding, uh, where the person using it is drinking a lot of alcohol. 
Okay. Um, there is a threat perhaps there of some right. damage being done to the liver. But if used wisely and in yes. accordance with correct dosage, I think it would be useful to think about that um, All right. as a thank starting you. base. All right. Okay. Well, thank you very much. That's I appreciate your help. Thank you very okay, much. Bye. And uh, thank you for your call, Carol. Also, Margaret. We're heading to the Central Coast now, Dennis, and uh, Lee's going to join us now. I'm going to make sure I get the name of this question right because you'll you'll correct me on this. Lee wants to talk about polymyalgia. Have I, have I got that right? Polymyalgia, oh, rheumatic. There you yeah, go. I've got yeah. one thing right today. You have indeed. All righty. Good afternoon, Lee. You're on with Dennis. Good afternoon, Dennis. Hello, Lee. How are you? Oh, well, struggling a little. <laughs> did, did you get much rain on the coast last night? We we have. We have had a, oh, quite a bit of rain. Dear, I, yeah. I, I have a house down there. In fact, I practice, as you probably know, in Central Coast for 40 years. Uh-huh. Up, up here in the valley where I am now, we've got not too much rain at all. So I'm okay. But never mind. Yeah. How can I help you? Okay, well, I was just asking, going to talk to you about polymyalgia yes, rheumatica. I got diagnosed in about yes, April, yes. been in our hospital, being, um, my body has been pulsed with um, cortisone. Yeah. Um, I'm still on um, prednisone, 8 milligram prednisone yes. a day, plus uh, naproxen painkillers, mm. plus NDEP. I'm on a stack of medication. Yes. And still, I only just went in on Friday and had another... Um, procedure done where they put local anaesthetic into my muscles, into my shoulder mm. and into my shoulder blades. Yes. But I'm still struggling. Yes. I'm under a rheumatologist, I'm yes. under a pain specialist in the Sands Hospital down in Warringah yes. and someone had given me your, your name to me and I thought, hmm, I might just ask this herbalist, see what he has to say. Look, the, the treatment that you're getting is the standard uh, medical treatment for this condition, which to be fair is the best there is. Uh-huh. And anyone that, um, I have to say this, it's an opinion, but anyone um, who says that there is a treatment out there that can compete with this, I would have, uh, I would have reservations with because uh-huh. I, I know this condition very well. Okay. Um, fortunately, fortunately, the condition does tend to burn itself out. I've been told, yep. And, and a low-dose steroid, you'll probably get down to 5 mgs of prednisone. Mm-hmm. A low-dose steroid persevered with for a, for a lengthy period of time okay. you, usually, usually gets the condition under control. Now, okay. your condition is obviously quite severe because you're being treated with multiple treatments and procedures. So yes. it, it would be glib of me to say, oh, try this or try that. You'd be, okay. You would be wasting your money. And if I, okay. if I were you, I'd reconcile yourself to uh, appreciating what I've said, that okay. in most cases it burns itself out. It takes time. It, it takes time, and mm-hmm. uh, but it does tend to burn itself out. Low-dose yeah. steroid, which in my opinion is, is not too bad, is usually okay. the way that it needs to go. You, you'd be guided by... Uh, the uh, the experts that are treating this condition. How long can you stay on Astragalus H? She'd been on it for eight or nine months since mm-hmm. because she was going overseas, but mm-hmm. has continued taking it. Some thoughts for Annika. Look, the Astragalus H formula, and I better explain that to listeners who may not know what I'm talking about. Uh, when we talk about the Astragalus H formula, we're talking about a group of eight herbs, all of Asian origin, uh, lead uh, or spearheaded, by a herb called Astragalus membranaceus, which is the primary immunosupportive herb used in uh, Asian medication. Now, the formula Astragalus 8 
Um, I was the first, I think, to lecture on it at Melbourne University to a, uh, a postgraduate group of students. And um, I think I was the first actually to develop the product here. Now it's, it's used widely and uh, is produced by others, but it's essentially a combination of eight herbs which demonstrated usefulness in the US as well as China for helping people with depressed immune systems, some with very, very depressed immune systems. And as a result of that, it began to be used as a means of helping people build up their resistance um, to particularly viral infections and people that uh, were, uh, how can I call it, characterised by going down, if you like, regularly with viral infections, when they began taking the formula Astragalus 8, in many cases they found that this tendency to go down with viral infections was considerably lessened and it would probably be the most frequently prescribed uh, herbal combination in my practices and I stand by the reputation that it has developed uh, as being an agent to support a person's resistance to particularly viral infections and a good agent for elderly people who perhaps would think about adding it to their kit of tools as well as having a vaccination, thinking also of using something like Astragalus 8 gives them, in my opinion, an added fight capacity to resist viral infections, which in the elderly can be quite serious. It's one of those combinations that I believe can be taken for a lengthy period of time, and that's been evidenced by the fact that uh, many of my patients have been on it literally for years. It is not a stimulating combination. It is not something that uh, will lose its effect. It supports, it uh, restores, it sustains a lot of physiological activity, particularly to do with immunity. So I have no problem in saying to this lady that staying on it um, for a lengthy period of time, I believe is quite okay. The only proviso I would say, and I say it about using natural medicines, particularly herbal medicines long-term, is that ideally one should uh, give supplements, even herbs, a break in order to, if you like, resensitize the body to the effect when you start taking it again. Having said that, however, many people don't do it. They just keep taking something. Uh, this is particularly so, by the way, back when you get people that, say, have gone down with um, herpes simplex that are never free of cold sores. Astragalus 8, in conjunction with lysine, has proven to be one of the most successful techniques in my practice for helping not dozens but hundreds wow. of sufferers from herpes simplex. And there, they're frightened in many cases to go off the preparation because frequently when that is done, the virus will reassert itself. So I can understand why some people want to stay on that remarkable preparation indefinitely because of the benefits that it has. No problem, Annika. If you're getting a benefit, you stay with it, albeit perhaps give a thought to giving it a break now and then. Um, I have been hearing about the ginger essential oil, that it's very beneficial in that for arthritis and um, pain and things like localised pain and things mm -hmm. like that, mm -hmm. and was wondering how accurate that is. Okay. First of all, when you're talking about ginger essential oil, I think probably what you're talking about is an infused oil of ginger. Uh, and what that basically means is 
ginger has been soaked or macerated in an oil and the constituents of ginger have gone into solution with that oil and that oil then becomes a substance that you can use to rub around joints. Now, un unlike the constituents of capsicum, ginger, as far as I know, has no, um, how can I call it, uh, pain relieving physiology but what it does what it does it functions as an agent which warms the tissue where it's applied and rubbed into and this is known as a rubefacient action and what it basically means is that ginger functions somewhat as a heat rub and for chronic joint conditions and i'm emphasizing chronic joint conditions rubefacients that is usually warming herbs, ginger and others, uh, in a, uh, an oil base have been popularly used to apply to those joints <clears throat> where the effect is to encourage an increased blood flow to the tissues that are chronically inflamed. And that brings about some degree of pain relief. <coughs> so there would be some credibility in that. In fact, in the past, I developed a topical application that did include ginger, but it is best seen, in my opinion, as a rubefacient, a warming herb that warms the tissues, useful for chronic uh, joint conditions. I would not see it useful for acute inflammatory conditions. You're talking here about using ginger for old, chronic, settled uh, joint conditions. I think there is a basis there uh, for using it, um, okay. and it's, it's pretty simply made. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd give it a go. The, the, the other thing that might interest listeners is that um, the, the herb um, or the curcumin, which is the active principle of turmeric, it shares very, very similar uh, characteristics to the oleoresin of capsicum. Now, you would have heard me talk about the oleoresin of capsicum. Don't be overwhelmed by that. What we're talking about is that ordinary chili contains a chemical constituent known as an oleoresin and that is the f factor that allows the preparation to bring about some joint and pain relief. Now when you're looking at turmeric and particularly curcumin, the extract from it, it shares very, very, very similar characteristics and so topical applications based on turmeric uh, can work in many cases as effectively as the oleoresin of capsicum. So uh, think about that because you might feel inclined, in fact, um, to make a paste of turmeric and try it. Um, it would be worthwhile. I think probably you would get effect a, a little bit better than just using a rubefacient such as ginger. Thank you, Barbara. And Peter, you're waiting on the line at Fassy Fern. Uh, you've got a, something happening with Ross River fever. Yes, um, hi, good morning all, or afternoon. Yes, uh, yes. About a year ago, Dennis, mm -hmm. I rang you, and I, I'd only just found out from a belated blood test that I had Ross River virus. Yes. And uh, you, you gave me news that, in your opinion, why most people are suffering beyond the blood test becoming negative yes. was that the immune system has sort of been attacked and said, uh, created a bit of problem within the body's. Yes. So I took your advice and uh, numerous things I'm taking, like my uh, uh, olive oil in the morning yes. and uh, extra garlic. Hey, 
came Good. in. Yes, and yes. I take that morning and night Good. and may I say, with other things like turmeric and yes. reading that wonderful wonderful yes. book, Food to Avoid Cancer. Yeah, it's a great book, isn't it? Oh, the greatest ever. Yeah. I have come back from 10% feeling to about 95 You can't get much I, better than that. Oh, and I'm, I'm just on nearly 80 years of age, and I am yeah. feeling better than I've got for a lot of years. Thank well, you to you, you, you Thank you, you. You've already, uh, how could I say it, uh, emphasise what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> You've discovered the anti-ageing secret. <laughs> well done. And, and as Trigal is saying, I tell you what, is one of those things that, in my opinion, uh, sustains everything that you have said. And I, I know that many people that listen to this program think that I go over the top at times. Perhaps I do. But with reference to this remarkable formula, which I uh, pride myself on as having introduced to Australian medical herbalism, with reference to this formula, I can't think of anything that has given me such pleasant uh, results as that formula. And your experience is, oh. is typical of what we get. And, and may I just uh, ask another comment too, yeah. quickly, Dennis. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm writing a page. There's a Ross River virus sufferers yes. page yes. down yes, the closed Facebook. Yes. And I, I'm wanting to write my, uh, my my story to them shortly. Mm. Mm. And I wanted to use your name in reference to what's occurred to me. Is that possible, or shouldn't I do that? Oh, look, I've no problems with that. It's it's it's, it's factual. Um, you're just going to tell your story. Um, there's no uh, no promotion of me in it. You'll just mention the fact that this is what happened. No, go for it. Sounds pretty good. And he, he, we might even still see if we can get some time to talk about our anti-ageing topic, mm. Dennis. We're running out of time, though. Are we? We'll get there. I don't know how to take that. We're running out of time. Oh. <laughs> no pun intended. Didn't mean that to come out that way. Dennis, the phone's still happening, so let's continue with Bev at Toronto. Uh, you've got a question about the immune system for Dennis today. Uh, yes, I do. It's on behalf of my son-in-law. Yes. Uh, um, yeah, he's in Sydney and he's uh, got a responsible job with electrical business. Yes. Um, and he three times last year had the A-type influenza. Yes. And he keeps going down. And now he's uh, he's got chronic fatigue. Yes. Um, he had a test done show with Dr. Samra in Sydney yes. that his white blood cells were practically non-existent. Yes. So he had five weeks of um, white cell infusion, mm-hmm. and uh, but it still hasn't come up really to where it should be. No. Um, and eventually the local doctor sent him to see an immunologist. Yes. And he looked at recent tests and he said, oh, I don't see anything wrong with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But the poor man, he can get up, you know, and have breakfast yes. to go to work, yes. and next thing he's asleep on the lounge. Sure. Look, um, he, he, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is a classic, a classic candidate for mm-hmm. what I've been speaking about, for what right. I've been speaking about, and he should well be able to notice some mm-hmm. improvement in his white blood cell count as mm-hmm. a result of going on to the astragalosate formula, which he can procure in Sydney. So if, right. if he's if he's not taking that, mm-hmm. I think he could be missing out on one mm-hmm. of what I would consider to be one of the the best potentials for retrieving his resistance. Mm-hmm. He has a lowered resistance due to stress, due to yes. his work, all the things yes. that are associated these days with work mm-hmm. and lifestyle. And look, yes. I can I can recite to you, patient after patient, 
over the last 30 years that has mm -hmm. been in this situation that has mm -hmm. retrieved their resistance by going mm -hmm. on to that formula. Now, I know, I know, uh, my cynics out there will say, here he goes again, here he goes again, this astragalus aid. Uh, well, mm -hmm. I don't care what they think. All I can say is that in the case of, of your son, if he's not using astragalus aid, the best advice that I could give to you is for him mm -hmm. to go to his health food store or pharmacy in Sydney, get the right. preparation and start taking it. Right, okay. I think my, my uh, daughter has put him on to KI, Immune Defence uh, and Energy Builder, which has got astralagus in it okay. with and the look, shikati and, and, um, and that, may, that may be a very good preparation. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't know of the preparation, so I can only speak about mm -hmm. my experience with this preparation that I had yes. a lot to do, as I said, in bringing in. There may well be other preparations uh, as mm -hmm. good as it. All, the, all that I would say is that uh, if he were being treated by me, this is mm -hmm. what I would put him on without uh, blinking an eyelid. Thank you very oh, much. Right. Thank, you, Thank very, you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Bev. Our last call is from Jenny at Swansea. And uh, you've got some uh, arthritis to talk about today with Dennis. Yes, I do. Um, hi, Dennis. Hello, Jenny. My son-in-law has mm. not recently, but very mm. recently, um, been diagnosed with internal psoriasis. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, and um, now he has psoriatic arthritis. Arthritis, yes, yes. Um, which you'd probably know that carries on from yes, that. And yeah. he's, it sort of came on very suddenly, yeah. the arthritis. Yes, yes. Um, very painful in the hands mm. and feet. Yes. Um, he's on medication. Yes, um, be, pretty from the, be pretty strong uh, yeah. immunosuppressant medication, likely uh, Imuran or methotextrate or one of those medications. Yes, something like that. Yes, yes. And, um, uh, something else I can't remember mm. now and he's also trying to die and I was just wondering if you knew I knew you had psoriasis so I didn't, wasn't sure what sort no, I had eczema actually as a, as a young man that's what yes. brought me into this position um, look the, the problem with this is if, if he's being treated with, mm -hmm. pot with potent immunosuppressant drugs and yes. or um, steroids yes. um, you'd need to be very cautious about even appending to his treatment anything that was not well understood by okay. his dermatologist or immunologist. Um, in, in herbal medicine, um, interestingly, the uh, common herb known as sarsaparilla, okay. in, in high dosages, uh, according to the British Pharmacopoeia and according to my experience, sometimes gives pleasant results in psoriasis conditions. Uh, if he were to uh, seek to use that, he would have to go to a pharmacist and get it preferably in what's called a liquid extract form. I'm not sure that it would be wise to use it unless his dermatologist, unless his immunologist uh, had some understanding of the herb and its potential benefit or interaction. Uh, but it's worthwhile noting that there is, is a herb that might be useful but should only be used uh, with the knowledge of those that are managing his condition. Thank you very much, Dennis. We have run out of time. We did not get to even scratch the surface on our anti-aging topic today. I bet you're anguished about that, Mark. Well, I think you've discovered the secret. You have to make people look forward to things, so we'll have to look forward to um, you know, breaking the seal on this topic next week. We might do it. Hold your breath. There's hope for you yet. <laughs> now, that's not going to help. That's not going to help. <laughs> anyway, mate, thanks for a great program. Good Some great you. callers too. Okay. And uh, Jane will be back with you next Friday after okay. midday. Good on you. 
Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com. <laughs>